podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. It's the Walk Pod post-match phone-in. My voice is a little bit croaky because I've been shouting abuse at the ref and the opposition players today. Oh, wow. And we've got our first point on the board. That's just insane, isn't it? Luton Town up and running now. I can hardly believe it. Um, Today, I'm all by myself. um, So I'm relying on you the speakers if possible if you can come forward say hello and you know riff with me about this game today it would be good to hear your thoughts on it um for right off right off the bat though um good evening dan how are you doing mate yeah not bad ollie um i'm a bit 50 50 with the game obviously (laughs) yeah Glad we got a point and up and running, but it's it's a wasted chance, isn't it? I think. Um Yeah, I'm with you on that one. Um because it's it's the first time for a long time. Uh, it's a shame we haven't got Stato on here to to tell us the, the numbers. I can't remember when we had more possession than the opposition team. Today it was fifty seven percent to forty three percent. Which was ludicrous because I, I I believed that Wolves were coming to, to play and were a highly technical team that wanted to have a lot of the ball. Um, we didn't allow them to play. No, that's, you're that's right. The we, were, we were sublime, uh, weren't we? Yeah. In the first half, I, I think Edwards got it spot on with the team selection. Uh, I personally thought we'd have gone back to two up front and brought in Adebayo. Um, but yeah, it, it worked really well having Ogbene. They just couldn't cope with our left side of uh, Bell, Doughty, and uh, Ogbene. Um, and we we were massively on top even before the red card. I, I don't think they had a shot in the first half, which they did. We'll get on. They they didn't have a, a shot at all in the first half. The all three of their shots came in the second half. Obviously, that was the Neto goal, yeah. um, which we, we will discuss later. Um, and then there was uh, a double chance from Max Kilman. Yeah. And uh, Mario Lamina and Kaminsky did very well there. It was a very good yeah. double save, spared his blushes. For, for me, there was nothing he could do about the Neto goal. Um, no, I agree. The issues were further up the pitch, really, in my opinion. Uh, yeah, I agree with that. That the goal was disappointing, but um, yeah, I was like going back to the first half. We complete. It, it felt like a Luton performance. Uh, probably the first time this season we got at them. They couldn't cope with our pace and power, whether that was out wide or or Morris or or. The Congo or Nakamba in midfield, and oh, I thought we'd scored when Morris hit the post. 
oh cut my back word, in brilliantly. Yeah. I was sort of right behind it. Um, yeah, which was a bit gutting. And we got in a couple of times. I think Doughty had a shot that actually hit Morris as well, um, which was a bit annoying. So, yeah, yeah like, well, I was really there, encouraged. There, were, with the there were eight shots that were blocked. Um, yeah. There were eight shots and blocked. Either there was that one Doughty's uh, that, that hit Morris, but there are also a few where the Wolves players got in the way. Um, from our twenty shots, only four were on target. Like, yeah. I'd love to, to hear from Andy that. Burgess on this. Actually, Andy, if you're listening, mate, request to speak because, like, from an assistant manager's point of view, how how do we go about getting those twenty shots? And sort of improving the quality and getting more of those shots on target. So, Burge, if you're listening, request to speak. Uh, we'd be delighted to hear from you on that point of view. But yeah, Dan, continue. Crack on. Yeah. Um, look, I think it is a red card. Um, look, well, are you watching the incident live or have you watched it back since? I've watched it back. Um, have you watched it back? I have watched it back, yeah, quite a few times. Um, I, th- I think Lockie is clever. He makes he was, the tangle uh, leg. He bought it. That, that's yeah. why I've written down here in my notes. Um, Lockie bought it. The reaction from Belagarde was stupid and naive. And they're never going to overturn it once the ref's given it. So, um, yeah. It's it, just, it was just, a red card. He stamped on Lockie's yeah, balls. Yeah, yeah, it was. Um, and then, well, going into the second half, we started quite well second half, but then it was, a, I think it was a sloppy ball. I can't, I can't remember who played it. Was it Doughty into midfield? Uh, for, for their egg goal. Yeah. Um, yeah, it was Doughty. It got sort of cut out and then um, it went across. Uh, Nakamba was, um, so Doughty the midfield. Nakamba <laughs> tried to chase it laterally. And then, um, uh, and then some people are saying the ref got in the way. But for me, no, the, the ref didn't get in the way. I don't think Marv was ever going to get it. Yeah. But for me, the fault with that goal lies on Tom Lockyer. Yeah. Uh, I love, I love Tom. I love him. Um, but I thought he was, he was outstanding. There. He was a bit naive. He probably should have stopped Neto before he got to the box. Yeah. Yeah, it's, it's harsh because apart from that, I thought Lockyer, especially in the first half, he won everything. Lockyer in the air. Yeah, he he was sublime. He he had a he had a great game. Uh, it's just like one little moment like that that you know he's going to be just thinking about that a lot. We yeah, just get punished but, every time in in this league. Yeah, well that that's the difference between yeah. the Premier League and the Championship is the speed of transition, as we saw with Neto, who. Yeah. Uh, with, without Neto, I would like if, if Wolves lose Neto in January, they are finishing bottom because they were without a doubt the worst team I've seen come to Kenilworth Road in the last two to three years. They were dreadful. They really were. Um, we got Burge. Burge, you're you're on as a speaker. Any thoughts about uh, what Luton Town need to be doing right now to get more of their shots on target? Good evening, Burge. Good, good evening, Ollie. Are you okay? Yeah, I'm doing all right, mate. I'm doing all right. How's it going at Southport? I see you're on a bit of a winning streak. 
Uh, yeah, well, we drew today with Tamworth for the top of the league. Um, but uh, yeah, we won the last the last three before this. But uh, no, it's going okay. Um, obviously, I haven't seen I haven't seen us this season. Obviously, because I've been involved at Southport, but I'm uh, I'm in hospitality at Goodison Park next week, so I'm looking forward to that. Um, oh, lucky you! Don't forget the little people when, when no, you're I'll, in hospitality. I'll give you a wave, uh, but it's oh, only yeah, five minutes. Too. It's only five minutes from my house, so. Uh, um, yeah, looking forward. We, we got knocked out of the FA Cup last week, so uh, it, if we'd have won, we'd have been at a game, but we haven't got a game, so uh, I'm able to to get up the road and watch us next week, which I'm looking forward to. But uh, listen, it's difficult to, to to obviously comment. I don't like commenting when I've not seen us because um, it's all on sort of hearsay and little clips and highlights, and it's it's difficult. So, but you know, I, I think reading between lines and speaking to some family members and um, after the game today. You know, I think we, we. It sounded like we should have. We should have had three points. We dominated, especially first half, Luton. And um, and, and listen, you know, it, the 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 thing is, in in the Premier League, you're not going to get as many chances, and you're not going to. Um, and if you if you don't take those chances when they come, you're not going to get the opportunity to make up for that. So, you know, if we, I think you've just said, what is it, twenty shots on target? Uh, sorry, to twenty shots, four on target. That yeah. probably is a really good. A really good return in the Premier League, and you're not going to get that very often. So, you know, the the fact that we've only had scored one goal, and um, uh, and that's from the penalty spot. You know, that that would probably be a concern, if you like, for Rob Edwards. And you know, w- we've got two goals now. Sorry, yeah, two or three goals now, isn't it? And you know, a couple of pens, and it, that probably would be a, a little bit of cause conf- uh, cause for concern because you don't get that many opportunities. Um, but listen, you know it's a it's a tough tough league and it's a tough ask and and any team that comes to to Kenilworth Road or we go to is is going to put up an unbelievable fight. So I think we've got to embrace every point that we we get. We've got to enjoy every point that we get. Um, be disappointed, definitely be dis- be disappointed because on the on the face of it, from what I've heard, you know we should have won the game today. But it, it's 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 going to be tough. You know nobody's going to feel sorry for us. So we've just got. to take what we can and keep working really, really hard, which, you know, I know everybody at the football club are trying to do and and um, and not just be passengers and not just be up to make the numbers up because that's not what Luton Town's about. We're about, we're a football club who like um, proving people wrong as we have done over the last 10 years and certainly did last year. So uh, we've just got to keep going, stick together. Um, you know, it's a it's a point today, so we've got to build on that, and we've got to come up the road up here to Merseyside next week, and they've had a decent result today. And uh, but you know, we've just got to be ourselves, and um, we've got nothing to fear to come up here. We you know we've got to come and embrace it and enjoy it. It's a fantastic football club, Everton. But um, you know, I'm looking forward to us coming and and, and making a a good go of it. Yeah, well, when we do have a good go of it and potentially win at Everton, are you going to get slung out of hospitality then for celebrating? Um, yeah, definitely. Yeah, hundred percent. Um, yeah, well, I, if, if you're not if you're not tossed out of hospitality, <laughs> if we win, I will be very disappointed. Yeah, I'll try. I'll wait until the 89th, 90th minute. But um, yeah, no, it's uh, no. I'll put on my best Gauss accent and uh, I'll be fine. Yeah, well, hopefully you fit in. Like, cheers, Budge. Thanks for thanks for that. All right. Um, yeah. Um, well, okay. So it seems uh, four shots on target from twenty shots is a good return. Then that, that's all right. And that doesn't include Morris hitting the post. That's not so bad. 
Um, I guess we just got to be a, a tad more clinical. Um, I, I want to talk about Chidozi Ogbeni because Chidozi Ogbeni is an instant fan favorite. He terrorized the Wolves backline all game. My my only uh, my only criticism is his ability to put in crosses. Um, today he attempted eight crosses, none of them reached their mark. Dan, you got some thoughts about Chidozi? Yeah, I've um, been a big fan of Ogbeni for a while. Um, I liked what I saw of him, well, when I saw him at Rotherham on the TV live. And he definitely adds something we, we don't have. We don't have a lot of blistering pace. I know Brown's not not a slouch, but he one-on-one uh, dribbling, it, it's very hard to to tackle a Benny and yeah, it, some of his um, crossing was a bit of a letdown, but you can't fault his overall performance. So I actually think the, like I mentioned before, the the formation and the players Rob selected was correct, um, especially on that left side. And he done all right down the right as on the right when he switched over at the end of the game, but. Yeah, would you guys start him at at Everton next week? Uh, Yeah, without a doubt. I'd actually start him on the right um, because I felt his performance actually went up a notch when he moved over to the right. Um, And he was starting from very deep. He's sensational. I I feel he could be what we thought Fred Onyedinma was going to be. Um. He hasn't broken down yet as well. Well, It's like uh, five games in. He he hasn't broken down, which uh, already puts him ahead of Fred because Fred couldn't manage uh, five games in a row. Uh, Sure, we've eased him in. Um, But if if we do start him up there as well, like it was very bold. It was very bold from Rob Edwards to go three up top today, don't you think? It's one of those where it's five four one or, or three four three, depending on. Um, it was definitely more three four three today, though. I agree. Um, mm. I think it worked because I don't think they were expecting it. I think I, I think a lot of fans thought we'd go back to the as I mentioned to the two up front. Um, yeah. I like this though because we were getting a lot. We were creating a lot of chances. And we retained our defensive stability as well. We, we limited yeah. to Wolves to nothing. Like, almost the entire of the first half was played in their half. I think that a factor of that was they didn't really have an out ball, though. So, but I wonder if against Everton, they might play Calvert-Lewin. Um, which obviously would be a problem. Maybe Anderson comes back in. I'm not sure. What do you guys think about that? I know. Let's bring in Phil. Phil, mate, how are you doing this evening? Hello, guys. You all right? Yeah, yeah I'm all right. Good, good. Good, good. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think in terms of next week, I think you're probably right. I, I First and foremost, absolutely agree that Ogbeni has got to start. Um, I thought that he was absolutely lightning today. And I know that we said about his crosses not reaching their mark in the end, but um, the threat he carried was just incredible. Um, it was wonderful to see, actually. Um, I thought that his chemistry with Doughty on the left in the first half was absolutely brilliant as well. 
So, um, yeah, really, really pleased about how he was. It's It sort of showed to me today that he's raw pace as well as having that intelligence to run off the ball, etc. So, um, yeah, I was, I was impressed with him. I think that next week he'll probably play a similar um, sort of lineup because I thought it was quite clever because the three up top, whenever the ball was on the opposite side of the pitch, they sort of shimmied across. So sometimes you'd find that Ogbené was right up top with Morris when the ball was on the right. And then opposite was Jake Brown was right up top when Ogbené had it. So it's just a shame that those crosses didn't reach their mark. But, um, He's, he was yeah. still doing bits and pieces, though. Um, 21 out of 23 accurate passes. So that's a 91% yeah. pass completion. Four yeah. chances created. One of those a big chance. And he, he, is, he was one of those people that had a shot that got blocked. Yeah. Yeah, like I mean, I, I just thought he's was great. a sensational player for us, by the looks of it. Yeah, I was absolutely over the moon that he started. I'm, I feel like he's done enough off the bench to warrant that. It's a, he's had a, a quite similar journey to Brown in that way. The fact that he sort of he came on um, in each of the first few games and he's sort of put his marker down and actually he's been given given a nod. So I'm I'm pleased. I think that um, like I say, it's, it was one of those games where it was a roller coaster in terms of feeling whether or not we should have got three points. I mean, playing against 11 men, we were completely at ease. We had all the possession. We had all the chances. And then, obviously, the expectations change, don't they? As soon as the, there's the red card, you think, right, well, we're going to win. It's, we've, we've, the impetus is on us. We have to go ahead. And then, obviously, the sort of sucker punch on the break. Um, I was a little bit annoyed with that in terms of the referee. And I know I'm not one to sort of... Last week, I got on the referee. Don't get me wrong. That was dreadful. But this week, I thought the referee wasn't terrible. But um, he got in the way. He got in the way of the ball. I'm hoping that on the replays later on when I watch matches today, it shows that it was it was just enough to put our centre midfield off so that then they were able to ping the ball and then obviously Neto did what he did. But I um, can assure you, match of the day will not... <laughs> if, if anything, they, they will manipulate the, the footage. Uh, to, yeah, I think to, you're right. To, to make it look a whole lot worse than it actually was. And, and I can speak yeah. from experience there of BBC manipulating footage um, yeah. after the experience yeah. I had last week. Jesus yeah, I, I, I'm not, I won't be surprised by that at all. Um, but uh, it was one of those things where, like I say, that, that sort of flipped. It, it flipped things and obviously getting a point back on the board um, through the penalty was... It was a relief more than anything else because, like I say, we should have won with with te- against ten men at home. But oh, I'm just so so glad that we didn't we didn't lose. So in in some respects, I'm gutted that we didn't win. In other respects, I think, well, it, use it as a, use it as a foundation and move on. Um, so yeah, like I said, in terms of um, the other sort of action points, obviously uh, the red card was. I, I was going nuts <laughs> because um, <laughs> I think you've seen pictures where I sit, Ollie. Uh, it was right in front of me, and um, the ball had gone sort of down towards down towards the Kenilworth Road end. But I was watching Lockyer because I know how much of a shit shit house he is, and I was thinking something's going to happen. And it was a proper full on stamp. But there's no way that they can defend that. Um, so, like I say, I was glad that that was called up because you know when you just especially after how we experienced Fulham last week. You know, you just think they'll get the benefit of the doubt. They've been here for a few years. So 
I was really pleased that justice was served in that respect. Very much so. Well, Bellegarde's a kid, and Lockyer is obviously a sort of wily pro. He knew what he was doing. He did. He did enough to get the reaction, but just hooking his his leg to stop him from going up. It was a ridiculous reaction from Bellegarde. Um, but we'll take it. And it, in in contrast to, to that, I'm not a fan of playing against ten men. Um, I believe Nathan Jones was actually, when he was Southampton manager, he said, oh, it's actually much harder to play against 10 men. And the media panned him hard. They they were all over him. And the, I actually think it is harder to play against 10 men because they sort of go into life pres- preservation mode. And they, they 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 all back up and they don't give you any space in, in behind. I felt we did really well to sort of carve out space considering they really went back and, and, and sat back and parked the bus and only had Neto up top to, uh, as their out ball. I felt we did really well there. But I would have preferred that it stayed 11 versus 11, although it was hilarious like when uh, Bellegarde was going off and he was sort of standing in front of uh, out in front of the tunnel that right in front of me and we're all just calling him a wanker uh, that that was sensational while he was waiting there for the VAR to to sort of check it and and tick it off that that was sensational right there yeah that that was fun we I mean from where I was we were sort of ushering him off with you <laughs> weren't weren't Probably as visceral as you guys at that end, but uh, but yeah, we were we were obviously like screaming and trying to get him to get off. But uh, one thing I was going to sort of mention, Ollie, and um, I don't I don't want to sort of detract from from that sort of particular thread, but one no, thing that, that did that did annoy me today was that like as much as he had a moment of brilliance, and I you have to sort of say hands up, fair play to his, for his goal, the histrionics that Pedro Neto, I mean, every single time he went down, it was like he had a broken spine. Do you know what I he mean? Was he was pathetic. He was pathetic, Oh, my God. He? It was ridiculous. It was absolutely ridiculous. And and that's the sort of thing where you mentioned earlier on about him getting a move to Liverpool. I'm not saying that that's going to stop him. People don't care about that sort of stuff. They care about the assists and the goals. But I, it was one of those ones where I was so embarrassed for him that he just kept on going down. I know he's trying to buy his team a free kick, and I get it to a degree, but... There's a way of doing it, you know, and every single time he was going down, like literally, like he was completely broken. It was, it was just hugely embarrassing for them to, to have to um, put up with their own player being like that. Well, he, he was just trying to get our players booked, and he was trying to get a red card. But fortunately, the ref wasn't buying any of it. It wasn't like Fulham last week, where whenever a player hit the ground, it was an instant free kick. Yeah. Yeah, I thought, I thought that the, I actually thought that the ref did all right. I mean, from all accounts on from scrolling through social media, it seems like um, the penalty was debatable. And from where I was, I thought it was blatant. But having looked at it in the slow mo, it's one of those ones where you think perhaps we were lucky to get it. I don't know that could that could create some serious debate. I don't know. But, well, the, but the it worst was, um... thing that's come out of the ref did well today. The worst thing though that's come out of it, Gary Lineker says, "Oh, well, what is this? Why is this a pen?" Uh, you know, you probably see me on the on the Walt Pod channel. I've, I, I called him out. I say he's an idiot. Uh, not that he's ever going to see that. But <clears throat> pardon me. The worst thing is, I find myself agreeing with Gabby Abonglahor. 
he said it was a penalty. Like him and Jason Condy were chatting about it. Jason Condy said it wasn't a penalty. And Gabby Abonglahor is the one that's that's actually making sense, saying that arm is in a very unnatural position. And that is that is probably the thing that VAR looked at mm. and the ref looked at. Because that arm is not in a natural position. It doesn't matter if it's come off his off his leg and, and hit his arm. His arm shouldn't be up there anyway. That's true. That's true. I mean, and the thing is as well is that the referee gave it on the pitch. And that's the, as much as I tend to disagree with this, but it's one of those ones where, you know, when they, the referees go, well, if he hadn't given it, VAR wouldn't have changed his mind, you know. But because the on-pitch decision was a handball, it's whether or not there was enough to, to change it the other way around. So I think we've benefited from from that. Um, but yeah, that's unusual that um, Agbon Lahore's decided to actually uh, back us. That's, uh, it, maybe, maybe it was a bit of a good cop, bad cop with Candy. Because um, I heard it as well and I thought, Cundy was going at us a little bit, but um, yeah, we'll take it. We'll take it. <laughs> so. yeah, very much so. Um, but anyone, if anyone else wants to talk about how the game was today for them, you know, please request to speak. But I had a thought about this, uh, Dan. I'll ask you: Do you think we would be celebrating this point more if we already had three points on the board, or or another point on the board? I don't know. Possibly. <clears throat> I'm actually um, a bit disappointed with the substitutions today. We, For me, we there was no need to still have five at the back. Oh, like, you, you think like we should have gone to four at the back? Yeah, yeah. I, know, I know it's all fact. We should have gone four, four, two uh, and maybe bring on Chong to come inside mm. to get in between the lines, but playing from the left because what I think happened like how Adebayo came on in the 85th minute is that was disgraceful need... <laughs> I, I don't know how he came I don't on understand after that. Woodrow um, yeah I, I just thought when you're playing against 10 men you need whip which we did have to be fair but I, I think if we'd have maybe ended with something like Kabore Burke Lockyer, maybe have Giles play at left left back uh, when Dowie went off, uh, and then Pelly and Nakamba in the middle, but have Chong, but tell Giles to hug the win and then let Chong into flow inside. It would have been harder for him to to be picked up, and I think we would have maybe at times created more, um, and then yeah. I'm a, that's the only thing I can maybe fault Edwards for. But I know probably why he didn't want to completely go for it because he wanted a point. Um, but, yeah, I, I think I'd have, I'd have gone for it a bit more. Yeah, that, you know, that's fair. Uh, well, we are all looking back at this with hindsight now. Oh, yeah, because, I agree. Yeah, I agree. because, like, you know what could have happened. It's like if we had gone for it, and then worst case scenario, Neto gets free with the yeah. ball and then runs at us again. And then we, we could have been talking about a two one loss, which would have oh, yeah, absolutely agree. irked us all because uh Wolves didn't deserve shit from that game at all. I agree, but it, we're not gonna be in that position many times where we're we're the better side and I think you've got to go you've got to take the chance, especially where, as it's early on in the season and and go for it, I think. 
Yeah. Well, you know, we, we can potentially see this as a free hit and go into every single game with, without fear, uh, potentially. Like I, but just before coming on air, I was actually reading the uh, the BBC match report, which is a load of old shit, uh, as you would expect from the BBC. It's almost a shame that I write for them, uh, for the fan pieces, because a lot of this stuff is, is shit. That they've they've done some sort of uh, um, they they've gone detective mode, and they're they're saying. Um, Speak to people. Uh, Luton will never accept losing. Speak to people at the club, and it's clear losing is not something they are meekly accepting. Um, we're we're all aware of the fact that we're in the Premier League, and we sure we've been accustomed to winning games, but we're aware that we will lose games. And I, I'm just I'm, I'm I've had it up to here with the BBC now because they are, as I said in in my my uh, my interview with them. They are turning us into a bit of a punchline. And I feel it's getting to the point where everyone at the club just wants to stay up just to spite and and stick it to the mainstream media because they're just acting like a bunch of twats, in my opinion, anyway. Um, Mark, Mark, unmute yourself. Let's bring you in. What were your thoughts on today's game? Mate? Yeah, hi. Um, just on the, I, I, yeah, the game itself, I think that, uh, I mean... Not much different to what's already been said, but I guess that the best thing for me is that we were more like ourselves, and we scared the life out of Wolves the first twenty-five minutes. And we, you know, and I think that actually that first half an hour, you know, Morris is a post width away from scoring a wonderful goal, and, and us going one one up. And I think we play like that, we're going to be okay this season. Um, and actually, you know. We, as has been said, I think we played better against eleven than we did ten. Um, is Chio the fastest player that's played for Luton? That's what I want to know because I think it. He looked it. I think you'll find it was Landra Zahana only was the fastest player that ever played for Luton. I think you'll find it was Andy Burgess. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, close. It must be close. But the, the funny thing, I think, I think both uh, Andy Burgess and uh, Landra Tahana only both uh, unfortunately only played seven times in Luton Town. Mm. Uh, how many times did you play Burge? It wasn't Twelve. Enough. Twelve. Twelve. It, it, it wasn't Definitely enough. Definitely the fastest like, to the uh, bar. Dicky <laughs> <laughs> Dosh did you dirty, mate. Don't, don't get me started. Carry on talking about Wolves. Okay, okay. Another time. Well, well, we'll we'll touch on that when we get you on for Hatter or Lower. Um, yeah, continue, Mark. Go on. Yeah, I mean, I think that, as I said, I think we were better grades 11 than we were 10. I think, I think really, I, I know we mentioned the substitutions. I think if we'd have lost that game after playing that well, I think that could have caused, it's not just the, the fans. I think the players probably would have been quite affected by that as well, just to in response to what Dan was saying, although I get the point. Um, but yeah, I mean, I'm gutted at the end of the day that we didn't win like everybody is because we clearly deserve to with the chances that we had. But I can't see us playing like that at home and not getting getting points regularly. I get the open play, lack of goals problem. Um, and Ogbené crossing could be a little bit better as well. So there's still that to work on. And there's, I just wish there was a way of getting Giles into that system so that we've got that option. Especially we had a few free kicks that I just felt we could have done a bit better with. Um, I think Lukonga took a couple of them, maybe. 
Um, I felt and he had we... one. He had one corner that went out of play before it yeah. came back on. Yeah. I don't know why we we're doing an in swinger from there anyway. No, so I I, I I get why I get why Doughty played and he was brilliant, you know, and his link up particularly on the left with Chio was fantastic. But I just want to see Giles in that system. I really do, especially when we we've really got you know Morris on his own as a number nine now. If we're going to play that way without Eli, we need to get those. We need to get more of those crosses in. But overall, yeah, really happy. Well, yeah, like well, potentially, I could see us playing with three up top at home, and then maybe packing the midfield a bit more away from home. What I would like to see personally would be Chio on the right, Giles on the left, because then we, we have Chio in there, and Chio's good with his head. Like it's a, it's a shame on Brown, but I felt it wasn't Brown's best game today. He fizzled out pretty quickly, in my opinion, yeah. whereas Chio just dazzled throughout the entire game. And I feel if we had um, if we had Giles playing where Chio was for the majority of the game, so he's whipping in crosses and you, you get Morris and Chio on the ends of them because Chio can use his head uh, as well, like, as we saw for Rotherham last season, then we're laughing. Just get Giles to send in crosses all day long. Um, and in that system as well, obviously, that, that would mean you, you can accommodate both Giles and Doughty on that side, as well as getting Kabore in down the right, which I think is, is vital. It's very important. Yeah, I agree. I think especially when set plays are going to be so crucial for us as well. That we we you need, need the rest of it. Yeah, you, yeah, absolutely. And you could tell it was missing. I think actually that was one of the things that um I don't know. I I know that it was spoken about a little bit on some podcasts, but when Barkley was playing for us against West Ham, I thought his delivery from corners was actually really good as well. Yeah, well that that um, brings up another question as well because yeah. Ross Barkley is still to return, and in this system that we played today, where does Ross Barkley play? Does he displace Laconga? Does he displace Marvellous Nakamba? No, and no. How do we fit him in? Yeah, I guess there's a bit of a problem with Chong as well, right? Because both of them are better through the centre anyway. I know Chong's a really different player, but we clearly seem to be stronger down the sides today and against Fulham. Um, I don't know whether that's going to be an issue for both of them moving forward. Well, potentially you could play... I don't even know if it'll work playing... Barkley and Laconga in the middle in uh, a Bar uh, Barkley and and Marv in the middle in in a double pivot. I just don't think I don't see how that would work because it leaves you really lightweight defensively in the middle of of the park. Um, I guess it it's it's Rob Edwards' problem. I'm sure he's agonising over it as well. Um, just he probably didn't expect us to be as good as we were today in this new formation. I certainly didn't think we'd be that good. Uh, but potentially it does mean we could go to four at the back. But again, with, with four at the back, that then you lose that defensive stability. And, and as we've seen in every single game, the XG against has been declining mm. with every single game. We are getting more and more defensively stable every single game. Obviously, we get punished with, with, some, with, with, with the odd... Uh, breakaway um, or, or error, as we saw last week against Fulham. Um, but that, that is a case of um, w defensively, we're doing 
a fantastic job. It's just up top. We need to be a tad more clinical. Yeah, I mean, and who did you drop out of that defence now? I mean, I mentioned yeah, against impossible. Fulham. Bell was brilliant. I thought Bell was much improved against Fulham. I think he's even better today because um, he had that. He was more like Bell going forwards, like he was last season as well. So, and you're not dropping Burke and, and Lockyer. So I don't know who you drop. Yeah, it, it's it's tough. I, I love the runs today. The runs from Bell, the runs from Burke, and and Lockyer. Other than being a bit lightweight against Neto, he, he was just sensational. Uh, thanks, Mark. We'll come back to you in a bit. Uh, Mr. I, Luton I, do you want to unmute and tell us how you felt the game was for you today? I just, <clears throat> first and foremost, I want to say you've got to let this BBC thing go. <laughs> you know, they've stitched you up like a kipper. You've been exposed on social media. You've just got to let it go, man. You've got to let it go. The BBC Match of the Day team have done you like a kipper. Yeah, they, they have very much so. Um, fortunately, enough people have seen the full three minute and thirty interview, um, where I actually am talking sense, and they, you know, they haven't seen the. Uh, or obviously, a lot of people have seen the thirty second soundbite that they popped out. But yeah, like it, it doesn't help when I'm reading this post match analysis from them, which is just a load of twaddle, really. Yeah, um, it's, this, it's, it's just, yeah. I was just going to say, I mean, it's just. I think we've just got to suck this kind of stuff up, haven't we? You, we know that there's always going to be a narrative about Little Luton and what have you. It's not worth getting excited about, is it? They, they've obviously got preconceived ideas about what we are, what we are as a club, how we play, and, you know, completely different to the reality, but just, just let them get on with it and we'll do what we do, I think. Not very much so. I've got to ask you about um, your seats because I think it was absolutely <laughs> fantastic that the club managed to replace all the seats in the main stand. It was an unbelievable job. And the plaques were even reattached. Was the plaque reattached to your seats? It was. It was indeed. And uh, again, uh, unbelievable. All the work they've done on the ground in the in the close season, you know, absolutely phenomenal effort. But to sort of do the bits and bobs that they've done in the last two weeks since the West Ham game, um, I didn't see that one coming, to be fair. It would have been nice if they put backs on some of the seats in, in the enclosure where we slum it. But yeah, all all of the plaques where we were were back on. I know that's not necessarily the case everywhere from what I can read on social media. But yeah, it, well, it a nice touch from the seat. club. It was back on my seat. And I, I was very impressed with that. Like, I, I thought they would have just ripped them off, chucked them all away. But it's actually taken care and consideration to rip them out and then reattach the plaques. I, I thought that was fantastic. Although, you know, my, my rear end wasn't used to the, uh, you know, how, how comfortable it was. I'm used to my saggy chair. <laughs> yeah, I, I didn't want to have to chase down the uh, the Mike Watson Chalice estate to say where's my <laughs> plaque. So I'm, I'm <laughs> absolutely buzzing that they've put them back on. They, they, I think they've done a good job. Yeah, no, they they absolutely smashed it. They really did. What, I what what were your takes from from today? Thought we were absolutely excellent, to be honest, and and particularly first half. It's it was a real you know sort of post match beer afterwards. That it was the, the same discussion going around in most of the groups. Do we feel like that's you know a, a point gained, or do we feel a bit disappointed? And and the majority of people they were happy that we've 
were off the off the mark in terms of points. They really felt like two points dropped, not because they were down to ten men, not because it was Wolves. We were just pretty fucking good today, and um, we we really looked like a a team at the right level. I think that was really important. Um, yes, we only got a draw, but I think it will give a, a huge boost of confidence amongst the squad and, and the fan base that we really, really looked a proper outfit today and, and really ought to have got three points. Yeah, well, I completely agree. It, it, you, you speak about that boost for the players and very much so. I think they needed that boost, really. They, they just needed a point on the board because over the last two games, they have kind of been hard done by. Like We should have got something out of Fulham. West Ham, you know, we, we should have got that penalty at the end. Like, sure, West Ham were, were exceptional that night and we did well to sort of get back to it. Yeah, almost level, uh, peg them back to, to level footing. But I feel now, like, the players will believe because they went toe-to-toe with, sure, it's not the Wolves of, like, two years ago with uh, peak... Jimenez and, and Ruben Neves and, and Diego Yota Diego and all that lot. But they still but, have an insane amount of talent in that team. And we uh, absolutely, absolutely bent them over today. And they're, and they're no mugs. You know, they made anybody who watched them against Liverpool, they made Liverpool look very, very ordinary for long periods of the time. Mm-hmm. And also um, some of the other fixtures earlier on. They, they, they're a good side. They're obviously probably missing a little bit of cutting edge up front, etc. But... Aside from that, just in the midfield, you know, we we were bossing the game for the last parts of the game today, which is really encouraging for us. And um, as as the other speakers have mentioned, you know, the addition of Chio playing today, Chio was brilliant today. Um, I thought Reese Burke was absolutely outstanding today. Um, Alfie Doughty, we know we're only going to get 60, 70 minutes out of Alfie Doughty, but bloody hell, he gives up absolutely everything for that period of time. And I just uh, at home, I think we're going to be a real difficult proposition for anyone, and he, even the big teams. Um, but but it yeah. still feels like we sh- we should have got three today. That said, you know when they scored, that was a proper kick in the bollocks, wasn't it? I think I sat back on my seat for a good five or you know five ten minutes. Just surely we're not going to lose this game, you know. So at least we found a way back in. Yeah, that was the definition of against the run of play. It really yeah. was. Yeah, I think a kick in the bollocks. I think uh, Lockyer knows all about that after today. Mm. Absolutely. Yeah. And, and credit to the Red... I know, you know, you maybe got in the way with the goal that we conceded, but I thought Josh Smith was excellent today in the middle. Really good referee. I mean, we don't get many good referees, do we? So you, you have to sort of give him a bit of credit when you get a good enough. I thought he, he let the game flow well. He didn't pander to Neto's nonsense. Um, he just told him to get up. And and likewise with, you know, I think Kabore went down cheaply in the second half. He he let the game flow. And that, I thought that made for a much better spectacle, a much better game. Yeah. Do, do you reckon that Kabore is going to get that knocked out of him by Edwards? Tell him, you know, stay on your feet a bit more. I think so, and I think that's part of his, you know, him coming to us is to, you know, from Man City's point of view, is to sort of toughen him up into into being a Premier League player. You know, this isn't youth football; it's not, you know, lower league football; it's Premier League football. You've got to, 
you know, you've got to be the best you can be and, and be a lot tougher than that. You won't win those cheap free kicks. Yeah, uh, 100%. It was a very good performance from uh, from Izaka Bore today. And uh, he's one I'm happy that we're finally getting almost 90 minutes out of him now. But it is that, that sort of jigsaw puzzle of fitting Kabore, Giles and Dowsey into the team together. Like, how do you think we go about doing that? I think it will be, it'll be a very much horses for courses, I think. Doughty obviously has that flexibility to play both both flanks. Um, so, you know, it may be over the course of a season we see a mixture of those three at different times anyway. Giles obviously has his defensive limitations. You know, Doughty's got his limitations in how long you're going to get out of him in a game. I thought Kaboya was really good today. Uh, probably his best performance, I would say, so far for us. Um, well, you think better than Fulham? Fulham he was sensational so. at Fulham. I think so. He's very good at Fulham, but today I thought was more of a complete performance. I thought he defended really, really well today and, and got forward as well in equal measure, which, I mean, we ask a lot of the wing-backs, don't we, in the system we play. So um, I think maybe having the... Maybe having Ogbené up there and and Jacob Brown the other side stretching the play a little bit more afforded us a little bit more space for the wing backs today. But um, I, I thought he was really really good today. Um, very surprised yeah. Carlton Morris got man of the match. No disrespect to Carlton Morris, I thought he he put in a great shift, but mm-hmm. the sponsors were clearly on the lash. Yeah, it, it made no sense. Like there was only one man <laughs> that was man of the match today, and that was Chio Ogbené. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I, I, th- I think it's it's that age-old um, sponsor's dilemma. It's like, oh, well, he scored the goal. So, yeah. Gio was exciting today, wasn't he? Because he, he was a proper bums off seats. You know, as soon as he got the ball, everyone got up. Because he's going to run at them, he's going to terrorise them. It, it was really great to have that weapon in the arsenal today. Um, yeah, no, no defender likes defending pace. Well, who, any who any old the defender will player will, like will, Gio or Bene that we had, do you reckon? What last one that quick? Well, last one that quick, yeah. Isaac Vassell probably, I think, is the last one that really had wow. uh, sort of a turn of pace before he got injured. Yeah, of course. Well, he he got um, injured like after he left but, us. Uh, he, yeah. yeah, he played three games since he got since he left us. But I think, yeah, uh, and, a, and a real terrible shame for him. But he he was probably the last one that I thought had that turn of pace that was a little bit too quick for everyone, you know? Yeah. Well, I, um, I, I didn't even think about Andre. Uh, I didn't think about Isaac Purcell. I was thinking of Andre Gray. Yeah, Andre Gray. Yeah, yeah certainly he, Andre he Gray in the lower in the, in, the, in the National League. He was fantastic for that. Yeah, incredible. Pace. Incredible. But he's, again, he, you know, you always, pace is great, but you always need that perfect fall. And, and obviously, Paul Benson's that perfect fall for him in the National League era. But... Yeah. Um, his pace is great. No defender likes defending against pace. Um, you know no. the, the big, the big tough guys, big strong defenders will embrace that challenge. But you can't make yourself quick. No, uh, I feel if he does like sort of get though that crossing practice in, or potentially if we do counterbalance him in this new system with Giles on the other side, I feel it could really work. Like with because um, Giles can run at people as well. But mm. if we have Ogbené sort of running on the inside and Giles running on the outside, pinging in crosses, then we could, you know, 
we, we could be onto something here. What, what, what you don't what you don't want him to be is a speedboat without a driver, which I think is one of Burge's favourite phrases. But um, <laughs> he, one of the criticism from from the fans of the Irish national team, particularly, is that he's lots of pace and power, but the end product is is not there. So the the great challenge for Edwards and the team, I guess, is to make sure that he's contributing. You know, he's, he's clearly going to burn people off a of pace. He's, he's he's lightning. But what do you do with the ball when you when you get when you get to the byline? Because a couple of times today, you just burnt the. You know, I mean, I I could probably outrun Dawson, but I mean, got to the byline and didn't do too much. Steady, with the ball, so. steady. Did you just say you could outrun someone? Listen, sweetheart, <laughs> I've got I've still got a few yards in me. <laughs> <laughs> You were a goalkeeper, right? Do goalkeepers really? I was uh, a go- Burge, yeah. tell him how good I was. Go yeah, he, he he definitely was a goalkeeper. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, I guess yeah, I, I wouldn't put me in goal anymore. Trust, trust me. <laughs> well, look, look, that that's the whole part of of why people come to Luton. They don't come to Luton to to be. Uh, the, the finished article. Um, we bring people in like rough diamonds. We polish them up, and then hopefully, you know, we haven't been doing it too much recently. But the idea is to sell them on at a, a ridiculous profit. And I was saying to my dad in, in the car on the way home, like I could see Ogbené after this season if we managed to polish him up. Like we could be looking at like a thirty, forty million pound player potentially. Well, I mean, well, yeah. I mean, yeah, I mean that's quite quite a leap, I guess. But he's it's Premier League. I totally agree with the sentiment that we're clearly not, you know, going to buy Premier League ready superstars. We're not going to go out and buy Neto. We're not. That's just not where we are. Um, we have to work on, you know, a slightly different environment, don't we? And find players that have got the, you know, statistically or or picked up by the scouts or whatever it may be, but players that have got. Lots and lots of potential, and Ogbené, you can you can see exactly why he alerted the people at the club as to why you'd want to bring him in. He's got, in terms of like the raw ingredients, they're all there, aren't they? They're, they're all there, and and he's so bloody happy. He's always smiling. Love him, but um, I, I really hope I really hope we can sort of develop him as a player because. Raw ability wise, he looks fantastic, and as I say, he's uh, he gets bums off seats, and that's really what you want, isn't it? It's that differential in the Premier League. I said it earlier, like I feel uh, Chio could be what we thought Fred on your dimmer was going to be because after his debut, after Fred's debut, we all thought, Wow, what a player we have here because it was uh, what two assists and a goal, yeah. Um, uh, I feel Gio, providing he stays injury free this season, he he could be what we've been waiting for for a very very long time. Yeah, um, and yeah, and I think you know, as I was saying after the game as well to some of the lads in the pub, you've got to remember that a lot of these players have come in this this year in the last few months. We are still building a new team. This is a new team. This isn't the team that that got promoted from the championship. You know, the the core is there, yes, but 
we've got lots of bodies through the door that are still getting to know how to play with each other, that are learning the systems that Rob wants us to to play. And we are improving every game. There's uh, To me, there's so much potential there and there's so much positivity. It's just we need the points on the board. And my, my one criticism from the first five games is that I don't think we're making goalkeepers work enough. No, no. Well, that's um, one thing I pointed out as well to uh, the people around me today. How um, many saves has the keeper had to make? Well, also we just don't have a we don't have a dig from outside the box. We never. Yeah, do. I mean, it's a little bit of that, and I mean, how many times did crosses go in today where you know landed on wolves' heads or, or what have you? You know, there's a lot of really dangerous balls into the box that didn't find our players, but. Um. I just, I we've just got to be working time, the keeper more. It'll come with time. and It will, uh, I'm sure it yeah. will. I'm sure it will. And it, I don't, I, you know, I challenge any Luton fan that was there today or even, you know, the previous couple of games as well, not to be enthused about the, you know, there's clearly positive signs there. We're playing well. We are a good team and we're playing well. It, it's just a little bit of finesse in the final third. That's it. Because we're defending well now, we've got we've got a way of playing home and away. Um, we've got strong attributes. We've got attacking threats. It's a little bit of finesse in the final third. We're not far away from being a, a decent side, I think. And right, we've got one point on the board after five, but I'm not I'm not worried about that. I'm just I can see we're on a sort of an upward curve, if you like. Yeah. Well, thank you very much for your thoughts this evening, Mr. I. Uh, let's go to Dylan, who's been waiting very patiently. Dylan, mate. Hello. How are, how, how are things, lads? How are things? Um, hey, yeah, things are good, oh, mate. Thank you very oh, much. Uh, how, were you at the game today? I was today? not, unfortunately. I live in the, the island of Ireland, so I can, can't really go to much games. But I just wanted to add about the set pieces. Um, you were saying, like, I was watching the game and... Like obviously, all his crosses in were going straight to Wolves' heads. Like when we're like a struggling team in the Premier League, well, we probably will be struggling this season. You have to be getting goals from set pieces. I think anyway, those. Like I know we we scored two penalties, but I genuinely think all the goals, most of the goals we'll be scoring this year should be from set pieces. Lockyer should have been. I thought Lockyer was kind of poor today. I don't know if you'd agree with that, but. He, I know he was kind of at fault for the goal, but um, we really should be taking advantage of set pieces. I think um, we weren't that great with them today. Um, yeah, that's just what I think. Really, uh, we did play very well. Um, Morris, you were all saying that Chidozi, um was clear for a man of the match. I kind of disagree. I thought Morris was very, very good today. You uh, had one brilliant shot that was very unlucky to the crossbar, but I, I thought Morris was outstanding today. Well, he, he was he was outstanding, yes. Um, but at the same time, Chio was just a level above. Yeah, he was. He was, and as an Irishman as well, delighted. I was absolutely delighted when he signed for us. Uh, like he's very versatile as well. Like uh, anywhere on the right hand side, but for Ireland, always he played up top. Um, but he's very quick, and as you said before, um doesn't really have that threat in front of goal which I do agree with 
but he did cause a lot of problems today and it was great. It was good to see and I hope he starts for the rest of the season, hopefully. Yeah, we've got to hope that he's... Um, oh, sorry, can you mute while I talk, if possible? Because yeah. I'm getting horrendous feedback. On oh, okay, sorry. <laughs> no problem. Um, yeah, it, as I've said before, like, I hope Chio stays injury-free um, because he, he could be like the ace up our sleeve. Um, it, it's interesting. It, I'm guessing you're from uh, the Republic of Ireland. Um, so it, it, it's good to, to hear like, you know, that you're happy that we signed him. Like, it, 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 nothing worse than hearing someone say, uh, um, oh, yeah, um, I support Republic of Ireland and uh, I, I was fuming that we signed this player. Um, so I guess that's good. Um, and um, I just received uh, a message in the comments saying we are off the bottom. That's good. I guess that means um, I guess that means that Burnley lost. That's good, isn't it? I think yeah, that's uh... Man U, Man U, Man United lost one uh, one one nil. What a shame! Oh, what a shame! What a shame! I can't wait till we play Man United. But I feel that's. Uh, that's probably as good a point to wrap this up, I guess. Um, thank you very much, everyone, for tuning in and giving your opinions this evening. You can listen back to this on Twitter. Also, you can listen back to it on podcast providers. Check out our socials. We are Luton Town on Facebook. We are Luton Town on Twitter. The Walk Podcast on Twitter. You can find us on TikTok, Instagram, Telegram, Discord and Reddit. Um, follow across all our socials because we're going to be doing some big monthly giveaways beard surgeon, beard oils black star amps and loosen town shirts thank you all for tuning in fuck match of the day <laughs> sports social podcast network <laughs>